beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman and i'm zach mccoy trav trav tram oh trav shan't be joining us this evening your boy trav is missing but we uh wish him well and we hope all goes well for him and he will hopefully be back with us next week indeed but until then we are two of your three oscar grouches and welcome back to the oscars podcast Thursday show acting direct where we take a look at the filmographies of act, uh, actors award. Yeah. Wow. Oscar winning actors <laughs> who decided to take their turn behind the camera. What I get for not actually writing down this intro. Uh, and what are we watching this week, Zach? We're watching the Jack Nicholson directed going South. Jack gets goofy out West in this romantic comedy that co-stars Mary Steenberg Steenbergen Virgin. I looked, we talked I've about always said Virgin. Yes. Well, actually, I think I Googled it, and it was Steen. I, I, was, I prepared, and I still flubbed. Steenbergen in her, might, feature film right. de, in her feature film debut. Excellent. What a goofball I am. See, we're all just flubbing. There we go. And I actually wrote it down. There you go. Uh, and this is, uh, this is both of our first time seeing Going South. It is mine. Also mine. Uh, so that makes us Oscar firsties. I'm guessing it's going to be Travis. We'll see. I have to assume. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we're going to go into an Oscar breakdown. Break it down. Uh, there are no Oscars to talk of. Hmm. Uh, but Mary Steenbergen did. Hold on. I just read this here. Oh, uh, she, she did get nominated for the Golden Globe Award for New Star of the Year actress. Oh. Who, if this is to believe, in 1978 would have lost to Irene Miracle for Midnight Express. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Good for her. I this is that. Oliver Stone. You remember how I keep saying there's that film with the Turkish Persian and we can never remember oh. what the name of it is. It's Midnight Express. Okay. Which I should be able to remember because it's the name of an amazing tag team. But I never forget. <laughs> or I always forget. Sorry. There you go. Irene Miracle. Uh, so, uh, that, that is our Oscar breakdown. Well, then. Well, then. Let's talk about this movie. This movie. Okay. This movie. Uh, I think that it feels like two different movies at times. And by that, I mean, I think there's like a tonal shift at one point. Yeah. And I became more interested in the second half of the film than I was in the first half. Um, my main negative thing to say about it is that I think Jack leans too much into the goofiness centered on him. That I think uh, I don't ever like warm up to his character as I think you're supposed to as uh, Mary Steenbergen's character does. Right. So that's my initial thought. Uh, my initial thought is I found this film very delightful. Good, good. But I do agree with you. It seems to be the running 
theme so far of uh, Nicholson's directing output is that it does feel like two films. And yeah. I, I think he's swinging for the fences on a lot, but I think his biggest mistake on this film was casting himself in the lead. Not that I think he's bad in the film, mm. but rather <clears throat> he seems to be focused most on his character and what he's doing. Right. Uh, and I think if he gave a little more thought into the characters around him, this film could have been a lot zanier. Yeah. And I think, I think it should be very, very zany. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you've got a lot of interesting side characters. I mean, the, the cast is uh, yeah, just stacked. stacked. Yeah. Jane DeVito, Christopher Lloyd, John Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> John Belushi. Veronica Cartwright. Ah, big fan. And Ramsey's in this. Mm. But a lot of those side characters are um, delegated to kind of weird roles that they don't get to fully realize. Right. And uh, aside from... I think Lloyd's a lot of fun in this movie, but aside mm. from, from him, I, I don't think enough of the side characters get to have as much fun. Yeah. And then unfortunately John Belushi's in kind of in brown face in this. So yeah. And doing a really obvious accent and all that. Yeah. Not, not great. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, my absolute favorite part of this movie, though, is the Nestor Almendros uh, cinematography. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. And especially in the latter half of the movie, a lot of the stuff around the, her property and even in the house and stuff, just it's it's shot beautifully. And um, I think a lot of those scenes with the uh, when the gang shows up and they're hanging out and drinking to have a good time and acting silly. I, I think those are my favorite parts in the movie that feel like they have some heart. Yeah. I think that, I think those scenes are a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think Jack's a lot of fun in this movie. Um, I think we maybe get a little too much of him from time to time. Yeah. And I think steam virgin should also be a little bit bigger. Yeah. Like he should allowed her to reach his level of of just big, yeah, and I I I don't know if it's uh, intentional or or not, but she I mean she comes out a little bit when she's been drinking and maybe lets drops the, uh, the quietness a little bit. Yeah. Um, the one thing I hate about this movie, and I hate about movies in general from you know this time period or earlier, is whenever you have. Uh, male character who has to force himself upon the virgin or the unsexed woman to, to make her realize her potential or whatever. And I mean, we do basically have a, a rape scene here. I think, um, I, I don't, you don't, I, I think that cut is intentional. I don't, I don't think he did. Okay. I, I could be reading that wrong, but he says it, he pushes in on his back like the camera pushes in on Jack's back and then he's running away. I, I think he just tied her down. And while, while the scene feels like it's going that way, like he hasn't done particularly anything like this to this point. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and I realize like the whole comedy of errors here is that she takes him as a husband and he was like, all right, well, I'm your husband. Let's have sex. Yeah. And that's kind of the crux of their relationship through the first half of this film. Mm -hmm. And then they finally have sex 
And as he's tying her down, she says, oh, well, you're going to have your way with me. And he's like, well, I wasn't thinking about it, but I am now. And then they do the push in. And I think it's a fake out personally. Okay. And maybe, maybe I'm giving Jack Nicholson the benefit of the doubt and I could be wrong. But the next shot we see is him running away. The next shot of him. So it really makes me think he just tied her down so he could get away. He stole her horse and her wagon and now he's off to the races. I could see that. I, uh, maybe I was a little confused by, you know, him getting back and like her coming out of the bedroom and him being all nervous about it. Uh, maybe she was, he just left her tied there and she got untied somehow. Yeah. Uh, and she's also like lying to these authorities. So she, she would be, it's not something that she's used to doing. So she would be a little shaky, but again, yeah. I could be giving everyone the benefit of the doubt here and reading something that's not there. And that'll be on me. And I just like to think better of Jack Nicholson. And I don't think he'd be like, Hey, root for this guy that just raped a woman. Yeah. Like root for a scoundrel that wants sex from a woman. Sure. Right. Especially for better or worse, especially a woman who was like, Hey, I'm taking you as my husband because I want you to dig in my mind. And he feels entitled to it. Yeah. Like, Especially that, like, you know, in the old West and stuff. And yeah, he's, he's a scoundrel mm -hmm. and he's a thief, but you know, it's one of those, like what we don't yeah. see him cross that line at any point before this. You're right. So, and when that prospector guy or whatever comes out, he's very defensive of her and, and gets uh, mad at him for being a peeping Tom and stuff. So mm -hmm. maybe it is against his character to have done that. I've, um, yeah, I'd be but, willing to watch it again, look at it again, see if it was. Yeah, but if if somebody brings me compelling evidence otherwise, yeah, I'm happy to listen to it and possibly even change my mind. Just not where I'm sitting. Gotcha. Well, that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> I you know I love Danny DeVito and he's uh I'd never say negative anything negative against him, but he's really hot as with this the scruffiness in this film. I, I was like. Ooh, looking, looking handsome yeah, he's, there. He's he's looking he's looking mighty, uh, quite a sight. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, and he's got that like real cherubic face and um, one flew over his cuckoo's nest a couple of years before this. Yeah, but in this, he's like, hey, let's let's grow up the hair. Looking looking mighty snackish. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's just a lot of hot people in this movie. Like Jack's looking real good in this movie. Mm -hmm. steam version just cutie oh yeah absolutely and she's really she's putting in a great performance for her film debut i mean you know even as if she was an established actress it's a great performance it, yeah um and uh i like i like the story i like the plot and um i don't always buy you know their relationship necessarily i wish we'd had you know maybe a little more uh jack being sincere a little less of the goofiness but I think he gets there. Um, yeah. And, and I get what he's going for. You know, he, mm -hmm. he's being big in this film on purpose and he's got that real, <laughs> that real nasally voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but he's really trying to harken back to like screwball comedies of like the thirties and forties. Right. And, and, and while I don't think he completely gets there, I think he succeeds from time to time. And those, those are the moments that kept, kept me in the movie and kept me coming back to wanting to root for uh, this, this couple mm -hmm. because, you know, like me a good, uh, 
Let me go to Catherine Hepburn screwball comedy. Give me some Cary Grant, you know. Absolutely. Philadelphia story. But yeah. set in the West. <laughs> I'm 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 feeling it now. Mm-hmm. You know, and and again, uh, I don't I don't think he's he's successful hundred percent of the time. I, I yeah. think as you said, there's kind of two films going on here and and they they never really quite meet. But I, I like that he's I like that he's taking these big swings, that he's he's got ideas. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, he he brings his friend in to write this, John Herman Shaner. Okay. Uh you know, it lets me know that he probably had a lot to do in the writing of this too. And, you know, maybe that's a little bit of the problem. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trying to think about anything else that really stands out for me. There's a, you know, I saw it coming, but it still made me chuckle when the old woman um, says, I'll marry him. And then she dies on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, cackling. Cackled, I tell you. Uh, I like the ending. I like him chasing her down and getting her back. And the two of them agreeing to go to Mexico. Yeah. That she, that she gets one over on him that, that she's, she's never, uh, uh, she's never set dressing in this film. She, right. she gets over on him. She mm-hmm. keeps him in line, which, which again goes, goes to why I don't think that scene happened that way. Gotcha. Uh, I, while, while they have their disagreements, I think he comes to respect her by that point. Again, yeah. That's me. That's me. No, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see that. Um, like I was like, like I was feeling like gone with the wind type uh, stuff, especially like when they're in the, in the mine and about to die. And she tells him to tie, she's tie me up. And I'm like, is this because she's suddenly developed some kink because he raped her when she was tied up. But again, you're presenting the evidence that this, the movies maybe not even suggesting that. And I just viewed it wrong. Yeah. And, and if she's like, Hey, tie me up, complete what we <laughs> like, Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to say this as lightly as possible. So okay, I'm, I'm sorry if this comes off the wrong way to <laughs> you or anyone listening. Perhaps when she says, "Hey, are you gonna have your way with me?" She's expecting it. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, uh, I, I'm, she, I'm trying not to say asks for it. Like, right? No, she she lost her virginity, and maybe she's more curious now or something. Yeah, and maybe now she's tied up. She's like, "Oh, this is." Kind of Something exciting. caught him into. Uh, I didn't I, know about canning apricots or <laughs> yeah, they canning it. apricots. Like, oh, this is this is kind of nice. Uh, hey, you're gonna have your way with me? And then he's like, I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, kind of am now. <laughs> and then we cut it again. We cut away. Maybe right. She, I, I don't think it happens. Okay. Maybe maybe she was. God damn it! See, this is the problem. I want to say <laughs> wanting it or asking for it. She was, maybe sounds, she was just discovering feelings about herself. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Because uh, <laughs> those those are very loaded statements in this right. at this during this conversation <laughs> that right. I did that I I want to say are in my brain, but and not the way that I mean. Of course, that. we're all talking about in the context of the film too. So, yes, yeah, the way it's written and presented. Victims, victims do not ask for this. They do not. Right there, you go. I I hope I I hope I saw myself through that minefield. You did. Thank you. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just circle back briefly to the photography and cinematography. It's the the lighting is so good, and it um it's just like there's a scene of her looking uh 
out the window when he's uh, talking to Victoria Cartwright's character or Veronica Cartwright, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and he's just looking at she's looking out at them, just the framing with the window, and it just it reminded me of uh, you know some Days of Heaven stuff because it was filmed like the same or well no he was filming when this movie came out I no they both came out in seventy eight right yeah yeah that sounds right so they're working pretty close together um yeah terrific um i will say i do not like the score for this film yeah i don't like the score it was very, much very distracting time from time to time yeah kind of like a i just kind of remember the opening being kind of that opening shot is amazing yeah just him running into the distance and then the credits and then <laughs> the posse coming to run him down mm-hmm Good. That's a great opening shot. Yeah, I'm having trouble even remembering the score now beyond it being kind of uh, ab- abrasive at the beginning. Yeah, it's like the score is so distracting. I watched this with Leanne, mm-hmm. who, again, is not a person who points a lot of things out like uh-huh. that in films, but when it's hard to ignore, she will. She's like, yeah. what's going on with the score? I, like, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I don't think I have any more thoughts about this at the moment. I, I'm not sure I do either. Um, I I had a nice time watching this film. Mm. I think it was a cute little film that I wish was better. Mm-hmm. But overall, I, I had more of a positive experience than I didn't. Fair, yeah. I'm very interested to hear what Trav has to think. Oh, I... I I was wait. I was waiting for it because I saw his two star review on Letterboxd. Oh, <laughs> so okay. We'll let him bring that up next <coughs> week before we talk about the film we talk about next week. Okay. All right. Well, I think we're gonna call it there. I said call it there, and I, I what I. I'm oh, very, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very tired, but yes, yeah. I shouldn't have said call it there. I should have said, let's move on to our worsty judgments. Uh, uh, all right. So Zach versus sitting on your Jack Nicholson rankings. Well, right now it's, uh, it's at my number one. I gave it, uh, three and a half stars. I think, I think it's good. I like, uh, elements of it. There's elements I don't like, um, dial back the, but like you say push into the zany and I agree. I agree with pushing the zany, but spread it out from Jack's character. Yeah. Yeah. Share, and share the zany, share the zany. And like you said, uh, Bolden Steenberg in a bit, and we could have a good four or four and a half star movie. If, um, there's lots of elements for a good film and, um, but I didn't hate it and I had a good time. Uh, I, uh yeah. Number one, my, my Jack and I have it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, whoops. Number 10 overall, uh, in between uh, Midnight Sky and Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. How about you? I have this. I, I, I'll i be honest with you. Uh, while talking about this, I kind of rolled back my rating a little bit uh, from a four to a three and a half. Okay. Because uh, it, it, it's one I, I watched kind of late, and I had a nice time watching it. And Leanne had a nice time watching it. And... Uh, the more I thought about it throughout today and through this conversation, like, you know, four, four was very, four felt generous when I put it into letterbox and 
while talking about it. I was like, four of this is definitely too generous. Well, we split the difference because I had it at three and you talked me up half a star. So Excellent. there we go. We arrived at the right spot, it sounds like. Uh, but uh, with that, it, it's in my number two because I think Drive, he said, is full of great ideas that I wish cohered a little bit better. While this one's not also not as coherent as it should be, I think it's kind of lacking in those ideas. Mm. But but it its influences and when it when it's on, I think it's really on. Uh, and I had, just had a nice time watching it. But yeah, it'll be my number two on Jack. I, I haven't ranked all of these together, but yeah, it's fine. above Suburbicon. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, and Journal for Jordan. So yeah, that's that's what I know for now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we're going to call it, and I'm going to ask you where people can find you on the internet. Well, you can find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok at House Havoc, and Letterboxd by searching my name. And where can they find you? Uh, you follow me at Shark Dress Men on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are covering all sorts of shark-related content. And you can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of uh, Twitter and Letterboxd, where I'm keeping a running tally of all the films that I watch. And I saved this one to talk to Trab, just in case he joined us. But right before we started recording, I watched the brand new Disney Plus film, Chang Can Dunk. Oh. I saw a commercial for it. And I was like, I want to watch Chang Can Dunk. And uh, um, I had a good time. I had a really good time watching it. Nice. So it's a real simple film. You're going to, you're the setup's going to happen. You're going to guess everything that's going to happen in the movie. <laughs> and that's fine. Because I imagine, was it? What's the who can dunk? Chang. Chang can dunk. Okay. Um, I I I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I think it was full of good lead performances, and it had some pretty interesting things to say. Okay. If if all pretty elementary, it was just a nice film with a good cast. Good. Um, Lovely. But I will not let you know whether or not Chang can dunk. Okay. So that is the central conceit of the film. <laughs> Can Chang Dunk. All right. And what are we watching next week? Next week, we're watching The Two Jakes, which you can uh, find on Amazon. Or you can, yeah, if you have Amazon Prime, it's on there. It's also on Paramount Plus. You can rent it at other places like Google or YouTube. Or if you have an MGM Plus subscription, I didn't even know that was a thing. Redbox and Voodoo. The two Jakes. There we go. So not on HBO Max anymore? I I don't see it currently on Google here, but it could be on HBO Max. I thought it was. I could be wrong. We shall see. I kind of hope I have enough time to watch Chinatown this week. I probably won't. Mm. Oh, but I'm but we don't have any uh we don't have any animated films to watch this week, so that, that's true. That clears up some schedule. 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 I'm so excited for the Oscars. Okay. Too. All right. Well, uh, we would like to thank Trav. Here tonight. We miss him yeah. uh, for producing our podcast. You catch him on his podcast, Loving Up with Benjamin Banks. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for, our, for our beautiful artwork. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscarsity Pod and on Facebook at the Oscarsity Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the all 
almighty algorithm. Algorithm five star gold. So for Trav and Zach and Danny DeVito looking like a snack, we'd like you all to have a damn fine day.